can move that over. day before the new year together it's nice to see other families coming in from out of town i hope you all enjoyed your christmas together with family and friends and we'll enjoy the evening as well um just a couple things in your bulletin to pay attention to first of all if you are a junior church helper check that out and then plan for next week as well if you are on the nursery schedule check that out and if you're on the cleaning schedule Check that out. We make it very clear, but even my family has skipped a couple cleanings, I'm willing to admit, because we just forgot. And Cheryl does a good job keeping those things in order for us. Uh, my dad will be preaching this last Sunday, and then I'll start preaching next month uh, through the end of Second Peter. So we'll be in Second Peter chapter 3 if you want to catch up again. We'll be switching directions. Um, and then just... If you're looking for a great opportunity to vacuum, wipe down things, we could use a couple more people on the rotation for cleaning the fellowship hall. So if you're not on that yet, even if you want to drive, you know, 9, 10, 12 hours here to clean on your weekend, that's fine. That's fine. We'll take that. That's not a problem. Um, and there still is a sign up in the back. So if you're interested in coming here uh, this evening to play some games or hang out, um, the sign-up is there, and I think David would be willing to open up the church because his family's on the list. Find out how many think they want to Yeah, I don't think it's going to work that way. <laughs> how many people think they might come tonight? You don't have to raise your hand. You could just write it down on the paper. But if you want to raise your hand, yeah. Eva wants to come. Andrew wants to come. Well, I'll talk to their dad, and I'll let you know. <laughs> All right, if there are no other announcements, are there any other announcements? Okay, then we'll begin. Just before the videos start, um, Bible study on Tuesday again this week. For those who are in the Bible study, anybody else want to come? It's down at the Mazes, Tina and uh, Glenn, and uh, just show up there. We'll find room for you. And an extra pair of shoes. Yes. yes. It gives away shoes. If you buy one pair, you get seven free. <laughs> We're going to show you a video from the um, L.A. and Sonia Denona days. Actually, there's two of them. Um, they had asked us to pray for 
the Christmas dinners that they put on there, they were planning on doing 20 Christmas dinners, and they show one, and it's exciting to watch them all uh, celebrating, and their music and dancing, some of you kids are going to love it. And then they had done an extra, they wanted to, um, they had some church ask about um, if they could help them build a school, and they were going to see if they could build a schoolhouse. And that was a big surprise um, on Christmas Day for some. And so she sent that video, and I just have to show that one to you, too. So this is from the Nanonanes in uh, South Africa in Togo.
That, um, that is the kind of feast they were having in 20 different churches around Christmas, and any donations that went to them went towards the Christmas feast, went to these, um, had 75 kids, that's a pretty amazing thing. So anyway, there's another one on their Christmas surprise. <laughs> Zangera in Togo here. We are very happy to be in ministry here, to ministry here, and uh, we are called Success Zone. We thank God for all your support and all your prayers. And, uh, happy New Year, and see you very soon. And we have a special video in store for you. We told you about a special occurrence on Bande Village on Christmas Day. So let's take a look at what happened. The village of Bande has a school which consists of four classes housed in two buildings. As you recall, the village chief came to Medik and inquired if we could help build a new school. visit in November, we told the chief and the committee about the good news to move forward with building the new school. We also discussed the need to move the school temporarily into the church. There are four primary classes held inside the church, with two on either side of the curtain. The school also consists of 44 children and two teachers. Everyone is happy to be inside a dry building. During our visit, we noticed one slight problem which we thought we could help solve quickly. On Christmas Day, we headed to Bande. Wait a minute, this isn't the same road we had to take a motorcycle on. No, God arranged the road to, for this special delivery. this special delivery and that the road was arranged so the truck could get to the village. Thanks to your generosity, we were able to provide 25 new desks for the students and two tables and two chairs for each of the teachers. We spent time teaching on Christmas, fellowshipping with the villagers, and of course, enjoying a delicious Christmas feast. Thank you for making not only the village of Bondi's Christmas special, but ours too. Thank you. 
Hi, Frank George here. This is the EMS foot massager. That was a bit of a surprise. Okay, uh, turn your hymn books to 119. Gentle Mary, later child, lowly in a manger. Before the next song, we're going to give you a chance to give any praises you'd like to give. This is the last day of the... You're going to give prayer requests or praise? Okay, sounds great.
especially if the medicines are working, she's off of heart failure, and everything's looking real good. Wonderful. Praise the Lord. Okay, other praises. End of your praises. You know, this is the last day. End of your praises. A whole year and no praises. I, I guess people are really more bashful than I thought. I'm grateful Anita's home, and she's doing well. She's just a little radioactive. So she's not really allowed to be really close to people. You can go visit her. You just have to sit, you know, three feet away. You can give her a quick hug if you're willing to risk it. She's not that bad, but just so you know, she's doing good otherwise. We won't really know the results for about three more weeks or more. So, okay, Stephanie. Good. Um, before you, Glenn, we'll go with Travis over there. Praise the Lord. Glenn. I don't say this to be aggressive, but you know, I couldn't help but think watch those videos and I guess my praise would be, you know, look at what we have in this country and what we've been given. But maybe my concern is is how can we reconcile that in our head sometimes when we see what I, I couldn't help in those videos seeing all those kids with big smiles, they were getting desks and they were happy. In, in today's world, we have kids that get piles of things, and they're only happy for a little bit. And I guess that's a concern of mine, but maybe we all need to look within ourselves and do what we can where we can. Amen. I can remember giving deaths to our kids. I think they were a little shocked. <laughs> Later, there, I think they were thankful for them, but at first, I'm not sure they were real thankful. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Anybody else?
My sadness, Arlene, because she would always be thankful for her job and thankful for her salvation. And, and I'm always thankful for my salvation. God's grace still amazes me. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Anyone else? Okay, let's turn our hymn books to 60. He is so precious to me. We're going to sing the first, second, and fourth verses of that song. First, second, and fourth verse. So precious is Jesus, my Savior, my King. His praise all the day long with rapture I sing. To Him in my weakness for strength I can cling. For He is so precious to me. For He is so precious to me. For He is so precious to me. Tis heaven below, my Redeemer to know, for He is so precious to me. He stood at my heart's door mid sunshine and rain, and patiently waited an entrance to gain. What shame that so long He Redeemer to know 
shall see him, shall look on his face, for he is so precious to me, for so precious to me. time praying together. Is there anything we can be praying specifically for together? Yep, Janet. My friends Bill and April Booster received a call this week and their son lived in their house and Alfred had died. Um, they don't know whether he had a heart attack or what, but um, 50 years old, his name is Stephen, and he was did he have children as well and a wife? Okay. <clears throat> yep. Uh, my granddaughter Brooke, um, they found her passed out in her shower. They don't know what's wrong with her. It's happened three times now. She passed out that day. They're doing tests. Uh, Banged her head real bad. They figured that happened when she fell, but they have no idea what's going on. Okay. Yep. Stephanie? Um, just keep my youngest sister in your prayers. Her name is Josie. Uh, they found um, a girl way at the back of the tongue. She's had this cough that they couldn't figure out where it was coming from, but they did some testing, now they did a biopsy on that, and uh, they're still not quite sure, they haven't seen anything like it, so they're sending it to another lab and for more testing, and she hasn't heard yet. Um, of course, with the holidays, it's probably taking a little longer, but just keep getting the prayer on, we're just going on. You know, if it's going to be something serious or um, you know, it's something that they can remove and take care of. So we're waiting for results. Anything else? All right. Let's pray together. Lord God, we just thank you for your willingness to listen to us whenever we pray and without impatience, uh, without... Um, any criticism. In fact, you give us again the Holy Spirit to pray for us when we don't even know what to say. You're very gracious to us in that way. Uh, we thank you, God, for listening to our prayers and not only just hearing them, but answering them and being involved in our lives and asking us to run to you first, uh, not to be anxious about anything, but through prayer and petition to present our requests before you, and so we're doing that now, God knowing that you answer us. And I pray that we would rest in your answers, whatever they may be. God, we just thank you for your work in Tiffany's life to 
uh, help her heart and to be with the doctors and friends and family taking care of her so well that she's recovering well now. Uh, we just pray for Bill and April who received the shocking news of the death of their son at 50 years of age. Pray especially for April as she deals with this as a mother and as her husband comforts her and as they both mourn together and with family and friends and neighbors and have to answer the questions again and again about where he is and how he's doing and have to tell the story again and again about how he passed away and that's painful. God, is this time of year, <clears throat> it's painful for a lot of people as they miss loved ones who they celebrated Christmas with for so long who are no longer with us and we pray for your grace in them and your mercy as they have fond memories or hard memories about their times with their family and friends and as we all get older and lose uh, parents and cousins and aunts and uncles and relatives um, and then celebrate the birth of Christ, we remember with joy that some of them we will see again and hold again and enjoy again and talk with again. And so we thank you for your graciousness in that as you prepare a place for us to go to be with you and also to be with our brothers and sisters around the world. God, we just pray for um, Brooke who passed out in the shower, and they're still not sure what exactly is going on. Um, it can be a very tumultuous time with a lot of questions, and uh, lacking a lot of answers is very hard. We pray for their trust in you, that this is for them, God, and, and not against them, and that your desire is to bring people to yourself, and that people would draw near to you in these times. I pray that we as Christians would offer hope and encouragement in Christ first, and then in any way that we can with our hands and uh, with our words, that we would speak words that are edifying and gracious and encouraging and honest. Um, and God, so I just pray for Brooke as well, as she wonders what's going on with herself and is probably kind of walking on eggshells a little bit, that she would not uh, be anxious, but she would especially lean on you and trust in you as we have opportunity to, to give her comfort that we would. God, I pray for uh, Josie, Stephanie's sister, that you would uh, give her answers in a timely manner, uh, but otherwise to help her to rest in you, give Stephanie the words of comfort for her and opportunity uh, to minister to her in that way. God, we know that... <clears throat> You are a God who runs the world, and it's hard for us just to run our own lives. And you hold every star in balance, and you give us every breath we breathe. You are more than capable of turning us right or left, if you so desire. God, I pray that we would follow you freely, that you would guide us uh, in your comfort, that we would cast all our cares upon you, uh, that we would lay our burdens on your shoulders, and that you would carry them and that we would trust you with all these things. In your name, amen. And we're going to stand and sing our courses at this time. Stand and sing the first one, Emmanuel, Hallowed Manger Ground. Uh, thank you. <laughs>
what hope we hold this starlit night. A king is born in Bethlehem. Our journey long, we seek the light that leads to the hallowed danger ground. What fear we felt in the silent age, four hundred years can he be found, but broken by a baby's cry, rejoice in the Is a little more accurate with us as God basically means the same thing but it's the idea that God's here he came to this earth so we're going to do what a glorious night these are our signers so hope you enjoy the, that message from them too
shepherd's theme you're going to sing while shepherds watch their flocks at night is the last chorus threw that one in extra surprised everybody it's 115 in the hymnal if you're looking for it 115 
shepherds watch their flocks by night, all seated on the ground. The angel of the Lord came down, and glory shone around, and glory shone around. Fear not, said he, Maybe said seated. Those ages four to seven dismissed to junior church. What's that? Oh yeah, clipboards over there for the other ones. some questions. I had a whole sheet of questions at home I was going to throw at you before I start the message. Uh, one question is, how did the shepherds find the manger? How many people, <laughs> GPS, <laughs> how many think they followed a star? All those who raised their hand, are, you'd be wrong. There's nothing said in there about falling a star. They gave them a sign as to what they could find. They would find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes laying in a manger. That was the sign to them. And that's what they looked for in Bethlehem. And so the star, however, who did follow the star to find Jesus? And where did they find Jesus? In a house, yes. <laughs> In a house. How many wise men were there? 
And most songs talk about three, but the chances are if there were three magi, there were more, and they were traveling together, and they always had an entourage. So there would have been more. And uh, chances are those three gifts are the ones we talk about and are talked about in Scripture. It may not have been all the gifts either because Scripture doesn't always answer all those extra questions. We could go on and on with questions. You find that as you sing songs and stuff and uh, as you're trying to make sure you're not singing something that isn't true, that you run into, especially in Christmas songs, the mixing of some of these things, like the star with the, the uh, shepherds and so on. And so it's kind of fun. Uh, when I was looking at all the answers or all these questions, trying to figure out how many of them I could get right, and uh, you find yourself, I'm not sure about that. So then you have to look it up to find out because you thought you knew. And then you're not sure whether you knew or not. So there was a, a long page, and the bonus question was, what does Noel mean? It's really pretty simple. You just, Noel basically means Christmas. Uh, it's a French word for Christmas. Um, we don't think that way. Another word that it could be is good news. So in both cases, it would be going along with Christmas and the good news from the Lord. I just threw those out there because I didn't actually have a beginning for my message. So that was my beginning. I'll stretch you right into my message now. Today, we've been going through the different stories. We started, keep in mind, with the three messages of the angels of the angel, and they went to three different places. Do you remember who they went to, the first three messages? To Zechariah, not Elizabeth, Zechariah, Mary, Joseph. Good. Okay, those are the three. There is another message, and that's the one we're going to do today. The fourth message of the angel is to the shepherds. Not guaranteed it's the same angel, by the way, but Twice the same angel is mentioned. Do you remember who it's mentioned to? Who he goes to see that he's meant, actually mentioned? Gabriel's mentioned twice. Zechariah and Mary. Good. Those two are, are the ones. It, Gabriel's mentioned one other time in Scripture, by the way. In the Old Testament. And we had somebody actually answer that right this morning, but... Where do you think he was mentioned? You've got to say it loud or else I won't hear you. Daniel. Went to Daniel. and uh, he's Now that doesn't mean he wasn't used more than that. It means that he's named three times. And it's interesting. Remember that one of the interesting things is Gabriel's kind of surprised that Zechariah wants a sign from him. Seeing as he says... I stand in the presence of God and I brought this message right from him. And glory shines around him so it isn't like you can't figure out who he is. Uh, in fact, most of the time an angel terrifies the people they show up to and then has to let them know they don't have to be afraid. So it's pretty interesting as you go through the different stories. Then we went through the, well, the first time we went through the idea that God had to come in the flesh and that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Then we went through the story of Zechariah, 
and Elizabeth, and the fact that Zachariah's sign was that he couldn't speak until uh, Elizabeth gave birth, and when he named the child, he would receive his speech back. That was a long time, by the way. I don't know how many of us could stand to go nine to ten months without speaking. Yeah, that would be a pretty long time. So uh, then uh, we did the story of Joseph and Mary and the delivery of their child and what that meant. And this week we're going to do the last message the angel brought, and that one's to the shepherd. That's not the last time angels bring messages, so don't take the wrong message from here. This is the fourth message that has to do distinctly with Christmas and people seeing Christ. So this time it will be the shepherd's story out of Luke chapter 2, and that's where we're going to be in Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 8 and going through verse 20. So before we begin that part of the message, let's have a word of prayer. Gracious Father, this morning we just want to bring glory to you in all that we do. We want this message to be from your word. We want you to cause us to be in awe of you. We want to recognize what an incredible uh, story your son coming to this earth was. That the God the Son would actually step onto the earth as a babe and would spend his time here and die on a cross and rise again from the dead so that we might have life. The Savior, Jesus, who would save his people from their sin. So thank you for this time of year when we remind ourselves of all those things. Help to make it fresh in our hearts and to cause us to be excited and to desire to deliver that message to many other people. We praise you so much for this time that we can just share in the word, in Christ's name, amen. So we're going to uh, chapter 2, starting at verse 8. And uh, first I'm going to read through it, then we're going to set the stage and talk about the actors and some of the other things and, and tell the story. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off, found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So as we look at this story, 
I want you to kind of put yourself in the story and start to paint the picture. First, who are the actors? Actors are the shepherds. That's one of the, of the sets of actors. They're out in their fields. They are caring for sheep. Now, I have a sheep farm across from me. Now, we have lots of sheep. At one point, he was up well over, up over 70, and he's having lambs again now, so I don't know what the numbers will be when he's done. But what do you think happens on a hot day with a breeze going the right way? It's not a pleasant experience, let's put it that way. And we have a porch out front, so that kind of hits you. So that porch, we may not sit on that day. Sit on the other side of the house. But if you're a shepherd and you're spending a lot of time with the sheep, what do you think you smell like? They're staying outside on top of that, which means you have fires burning and you're cooking over fires. So how do you think you smell from that? Basically, if you're a shepherd, you're not the sweetest smelling guy in the world. Uh, maybe to another shepherd, but probably not to most people. And they weren't real high on the uh, high society list. Because if I came in here after spending all that time with sheep and burning fires and cooking and walked in the back door, how many of you would want to be real close to me? I have a story about somebody who lived across from me, Mr. Meter. Uh, Mr. Meter loved onion sandwiches. And I don't mean like a few nice thin strips of onion. I mean an inch of onion and a couple of pieces of buttered bread and, and he'd eat them. And he'd eat lots of it. Lots of onion. And I can remember times that he came in here, it was hard to get near him. Because he just exuded onion. And most of us don't go through that. Uh, my, my daughter used to complain that she'd go to school and people would sniff her because she smelled like pancakes because I cooked pancakes for them in the morning. And she'd smell like pancakes. And she said, Dad, could we not have pancakes this morning? Because everybody sniffs me when I go to school. <laughs> and uh, so sometimes the smell can keep you out of things or get people closer to you. It depends. If you put the right colognes on, people draw closer to you unless they're allergic and then they get further away. So it all depends. Smells cause things. Well, for them, it's caused things. They kind of were not as acceptable in normal runs of society. They were alone with the sheep. They spent a lot of time on their own or with just other shepherds. Um, one of the things, however, they were not. Shepherds were not stupid. Most of them were well taught, knew the scriptures, and understood things. Uh, they were, by all rights, Jews who loved the Lord. They just were shepherds. And that didn't put them very high on the society list. Didn't call them for your parties. The other group, angels and heavenly hosts. The announcing angel has to come and talk to him. And his glory is from being in the presence of God. That's one of the things Gabriel reminded uh, Zachariah about I was in the presence of God and he gave me this message so 
I'm coming in all my glory to visit you, and you're asking me for a sign. I think he saw that as humorous. I mean, he terrified him when he first walked on the scene. So one of these is the angel that announces what's going on. The second is the group of heavenly hosts that arrive after the announcement to reinforce what the angel has said. So those are your actors. Those are the ones in this, in this story, in this play, so to speak. What's the setting? Well, the setting's the field they were in. The angel comes to the fields where they're watching over their flocks. And he calls to them. So they're out in this field. Eventually, they find a stable. That's one of the other settings. And the, the place is town of Bethlehem, which is important. Why is the town of Bethlehem so important? That's, an, that's a question you're supposed to answer. That that's where Jesus would be born. And so you want him to show up in, in Bethlehem. And of course he does because of the need to be taxed. And they go back. God uses the things of man and shapes everything. And they go back to be counted. And here the, that comment is made again that they're... He's from the town of Bethlehem. So we get everybody in place and the story begins. Imagine you being there. Maybe you're the shepherd. And you're out there, other shepherds with their sheep. And all of a sudden, on the scene comes an angel. Chances are he hasn't rested himself to the ground, but he wants enough shepherds to see him he's still in the air and he's delivering a message and the glory shone round about them I, I, best picture I ever could get of that in my head was you know how helicopters have those really bright spots so they can find people on the ground it's like having that bright spot only it covers a lot more area it's, it's the full glory of the Lord from, a, from an angel who's been in the presence of God. And he comes and he lights up the sky and causes them to say, Yahoo, an angel's here. No, uh, they were terrified, the scripture says. They were terrified. The angel coming to announce, make an announcement scared them terribly. I want to say scared it's not out of them, but I'm not sure that's appropriate for in church. But it, it definitely terrified them. And they were afraid. And so again, the angel's first comment is, fear not. Fear not. Why? Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. This is the third story of good news. He brings them good news, which will bring great joy to all people. The message is to them, in the city of David, a Savior has been born. 
to you. The same is the Messiah, the Lord. Now, this angel doesn't wait for question from them. He goes on and says, I'm going to give you a sign. And here's the sign. You'll find the baby in manger, in a stable, wrapped in clothes. That's where your cloths, not clothes, it's, comes out faster than I can read it. So in, he's wrapped in cloths. Probably not the most beautiful cloths you ever saw. But he's wrapped up and laid in a manger. And what's a manger? It's a place where you feed animals. And the stable, chances are, is a, probably a cave area where they kept their creatures and they were able to stay there. And they put the baby in a manger. And that's where they were going to find him. That was their sign. If you find this baby in a manger, then you found the one we're talking about. So you got that message. You're all in that field. And the message is send in a Savior. Great joy. Here's your sign. And right after the sign, suddenly a heavenly host appears in the sky with them. I can remember people saying Christ kind of came quietly into the world. Does this sound quiet to you? Sounds pretty noisy to me. They come in the air. I don't know how many other people saw it, but the shepherds saw it. And the message was, they, they said, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The Lord's providing an opportunity and he comes as a babe. And this is going to cause peace. Now one of the verses that came to mind when I thought of that was Romans 5. I think I can flip right there. Romans 5, 1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. So, he changed a relationship and gave us an opportunity in the world to have a relationship with the one true God. He changed everything. And he said, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. His favor rests on those who believe. And he brings peace, peace with God. If we're waiting for peace on the earth, we got a long wait yet. Or maybe not. Maybe God will come tomorrow. The wait will be shorter. But right now it still looks a ways down the line. And we keep trying for peace, don't we? People keep trying to create treaties, keep trying to cause peace. And what happens? People still want to fight. They still want to win. They don't want peace. But here, God says, with me, I've set up a situation where you can have peace. 
You can have peace with God. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, here's their response. The story was they came and the shepherds had a response. This is the first response. The first response is, they hurried off. Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Now, Bethlehem wasn't a huge place, but they still had to find it. Still had to find the baby. I don't know how many inns were there. It's been conjectured there may have only been one inn in Bethlehem. If that's true, a little easier to find the baby probably. Because they can ask at the inn and the inn will tell them. But eventually they find the baby just as the Lord had told them. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. Now have you ever thought through what that must have been like? You show up on the scene. Here's the angel. An angel here's the baby Jesus and Joseph and Mary. You found them just as the angel said. What is that experience going to be like? What he said came true. This is the Savior of the world. This is Jesus who will save his people from their sin. This is Emmanuel with man as God. He's, this is he. This is also Mary and Joseph. And each of them have had an experience talking to an angel, having that experience. They know who this baby is. What do you suppose that conversation was like? Sometimes we don't think through enough, but some of the conversation, having found the baby, would be that I imagine they shared their stories with each other. Because if Mary and Joseph shared their story with the angels, they now have a more complete story. They have a more complete understanding than they ever had. Mary and Joseph would have been excited, don't you think? So they would have caught that excitement as well. I was talking this morning, and I, I hope this doesn't embarrass her any, but I was talking to Kate, Caitlin over here, and we were having a discussion, and... Uh, she was so excited about studying the scripture. You know what happens when you're around somebody who gets so excited? Just talk to her for a minute, you'll find out. Because what happens is you start to get excited about talking about the scripture. She just made me excited. I told her, I appreciated her for being so excited because it made me more excited. So Mary and Joseph, they probably shared their stories the shepherds shared their story and considered these truths, Mary especially, put these things, pondered them in her heart, considered them and kept hold of those truths. They had a son. His name was Jesus. They called him Emmanuel. So they get done with that part of the story and now what do they do? They went quietly back to their fields. Sat down around the fires, got a little stinkier. And this is what the scripture says. 
And he said, after they saw that, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Talks about Mary treasuring up as I commented already. And then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Scripture says they told everyone they saw. All were amazed. The shepherd's message. A Savior had been born. The Messiah, the Lord, the King, God with us. You can go on and on with the names. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And we go all other places and find more names. You got a sign. You saw the Savior. Could it be true? The Savior's really come? They were excited. They told everybody. As they told everybody, think about it. Have you ever told anybody about the Lord? I'm not saying that to question whether you have. I'm saying what was the response? Everybody responds positively and excited that there's a Savior born. Not every time, for certain. In fact, you talk to some people, they don't want to hear it. Other people get excited. I can remember somebody coming into counseling session, and the first thing out of her mouth was, before you say anything else, I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. She wanted to talk about it right then. I'm like, Lord, you couldn't have done any more for me. You just sat her down in my, in my office and had her ask. What a nice way to tell somebody about Christ. God prepares them ahead. But they don't all come that way. Sometimes you share with somebody and they say, I don't want to hear this. Other people listen to it politely and never do anything about it. But you know the cool thing was? Shepherds weren't concerned about what people did with it. They were delivering the message. They were taking it out and telling everybody because they were excited they didn't need anything else. They didn't need to get a correct response. They just were excited. I'm the Savior. I know who the Savior is. I've seen him with my eyes. An angel told me about him. Mary and Joseph told me what the angels told them. We've seen the Savior. We've seen Jesus, the Messiah. We've seen Jehovah in baby form. What an exciting moment. So as you think about that, you start thinking, what about us? You know the Savior. If you spent much time learning about him and walking with him, there are times you're pretty sure you've seen him. And you're excited about what he's done in your life and the change he's made, and how he's with you, even through the difficult parts of life. And there's an excitement about that. And somewhere in you, you want to tell people. But then there's that other part of us. What will they think? What will they do? What will they say? What will their response be? And I'd say what I think the shepherds would say to you. doesn't matter. 
You know the Savior, tell people who he is. Everybody needs him. Some will hear the truth and believe. There's a song out uh, called Because of Bethlehem. It's by Matthew West. And I just had a few of the lyrics that I, I wanted to read to help end the message. Um, it says, Love is born, hope is here. Heaven's light has made darkness disappear. Peace on earth, goodwill to men, God with us because of Bethlehem. From a tomb that love left empty to a father's right hand throne and a promise he's preparing us a place we'll soon call home. He's coming back again and our eyes will see eternity because of Bethlehem. God set the stage. He made it possible for us to know the one true God. He came in the flesh as a little baby. I would have loved to have been there to see that. To be as excited as the shepherds as they left. To see the angel in the sky. But you know the one true God if you've, if you've received him as a savior. You know him. You have the opportunity to see him through the word, through the Holy Spirit. You can get excited enough that you can't stand it any longer and you have to tell somebody. So as we finish off this Christmas season, my challenge is don't hold back the excitement. You know, when I saw that video and saw those people dancing and singing together, I thought, you know, you'd never see that happen in this church. Because we just can't stand to be that excited. We hold back. Because we're a little afraid. If you saw me dance, you'd be a little afraid that I dance too. But the excitement of knowing Christ. Got to let it loose. Tell others about Christ. Be who you are, sons and daughters of the living God, and be excited about it. Because that means more than anything else that we have. It is the most incredible gift you could ever give to anyone. Let's have a word of prayer. Gracious Father, we're so thankful for your love, for the way you care for us, for the messages you bring to us through your word, and and through the shepherds, through the angels, as we look at your word, we realize that you delivered messages in many different ways and through many different people. And yet the message was always the same. There was a Savior. And we could be justified by faith. We could believe and have a relationship and peace with God. Help us, Lord, as we think through that, to make that uh, an exciting moment in our life as we remember once again about our relationship with you and perhaps afresh get excited. For some who may not know you, might this be the one time when they'll look at your scripture, at your word, and recognize the truth of it and believe so that they can have peace with God. We praise you so much for this time today. We just want to give you the glory for it in Christ's name. Amen.
It's a closing hymn. We're going to turn to hymn number 18. Is that right? 18. Wanted to make sure I had it open to the right page. Hymn number 18, All Hail the Power. Let's just stand and sing the last song before we head out the door. I think she said, uh, thank you. Verses 1, 3, and 4. My wife doesn't always like to sing all the verses, so she leaves one out here and there. So 1, 3, and 4. Jesus' name, let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him love. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. Let every kindred, every tribe on this terrestrial ball to him all majesty ascribe and crown him Lord of all. To him all majesty ascribe and crown him Lord of all. Oh, that with yonder sacred throng we at his feet may fall. We'll join the everlasting song and crown him Lord of all. We'll join the Everlasting song and crown him Lord of all. You're dismissed. Just stay awake. Through the whole thing? Really? <laughs>